0: Let's shout three big hallelujahs today. One, two, three, glory to God, hallelujah. Will you turn your Bible so Isaiah chapter 55, Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Glory to God. This is good this morning. And what I want to just really talk about this morning is I want to talk about the direction that God has given us for the year. Hallelujah. Amen. And I hope that you are taking some time to celebrate. Someone says, what should I do? This this is what I think you should do. Get a pen and barrel. Write back all what the Lord has done for you. Just write it down somewhere and just look through it. You know, um, two things I'm doing this season I'm reflecting and writing what the Lord has done for me. The second thing I'm doing is setting goals. But you know what I do? I use the strength of what the Lord has done for me to set the goals for the future. Yeah, I use the strength. So, so I'm saying that the God that helped me kill the bear, the God that helped me kill the tiger, will also help me surmount the mountains of 2022. Glory to God. And if you've not set your goals, I, I know i meant to have done this video on Instagram and Facebook. I'm still going to do it, hopefully today. Um, You just need to set your goal in very critical areas. Number one area of setting your goal is your spiritual life. So your spiritual life, the second area will be your personal development. The third area will be family. The fourth area will be relationships. You know, family and relationships can come into one. The the fourth area will be um, finances. Finances, career, business. The other area you want to set your goal is your health. I have a health goal for this year already. You know, and my health goal is, me- I just took two things. I measured in terms of what weight I must be and the level of energy I must have. Because as you grow older, if you're not careful, you begin to lose energy. And that's not good. And you see people that are just 60 or 70 and they're just very sluggish because they didn't know how to walk on their energy level. So it's—and it can be measured, actually. You have, you have medical science that can measure the amount of energy level you have, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I think I've mentioned some key areas for you. So a financial goal can be, in your financial goal, you can, you want, you can set goals in two areas. Um, one is what you want to make, but the better way to set it is what you want to be worth. So it's when you set the goals, where am I? I'm currently worth, you know, $2 naira. I want to be worth $5 naira, or $4 naira, that kind of thing. Because even if you make a lot of money and you know what worth a lot of money, you can go down financially. Praise the Lord. Why the goals are important? The goals helps you. Why the goals are important? The goals helps you to become more focused in your prayers. The goals help you to become more focused in your prayers. So the reason why some people never, at the end of the year, never, are never happy is this: this is why they're never happy because beginning of the year they never set any goal at all. There was never any goal they set. So by the time it's the end of the year, there's nothing to really measure. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're just going to get into it today. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a proper teaching online about this and um, I hope that you'll be able to watch it. And if you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, please go ahead and follow at Bola Jai. All of you watching online, welcome. It's our first Sunday. I don't know if it's still where you are yet or maybe it's Sunday afternoon where you are. Welcome. All of you watching from all the centers in Ikeja, in Abuja, in Antony, in, um, in Bagada, in um, Ajar, welcome also. In Jesus' mighty name, praise the Lord. And all of you that have been watching very soon from Ibadan, from Ikorodu, from Megbeda, welcome from the from London and from Baltimore. Welcome also in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Someone says they'll be watching very soon. Yes, because this year, by the grace of God, we will be starting our churches in those in those cities. I can't wait to I can't wait to announce the venue for May 1st NLP conference in London, UK. Praise the Lord. I can't wait to announce the venue. It's gonna be wonderful. We had a fantastic a MNLP conference in Dubai. I was hoping that we were going to have 100 people. You know, Dubai is not a big country, um, very strong Islamic hold. You can publicize. You can invite your friends. I got to the venue, and I, we kind of had about 300 people. You know, I'm telling you, it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, my goodness. I, I was shocked. People flew in from the UK from the meeting. You will not believe it. People came from Canada. i like, you came from Canada? I, said, I came from Canada. I came from the UK. It, I said, don't worry. We will come to Canada. We will come to the UK. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I don't know if you saw the end of the year service yesterday. It was magnificent. It was all of the centers from Abuja to Antoni, everywhere was packed out. Um, <laughs> Bagada Church used their, their car park as an overflow center. And that overflow was overflowing. Like Baganda, literally had about five overflows. Here we had about five overflows also. We... Well, we're going to use the Coliseum as overflow. Someone said, Pastor B, will people really sit in Coliseum? People are not going to sit there. It's too far. Ladies and gentlemen, before it was 10:30, people were standing. <laughs> you know, it was packed out. The auditory, the the car park packed out. The walkway packed out. The Children's Church, teens' Church, everything packed out. And that shows me something: just how much people are hungry for God to touch them. And I'm saying so because. No matter what they wear and what they say, people are hungry for God. And one of the testimonies that touched me last, the end of the year service, as I was leaving, um, this lady walked up to me and said, maybe five years or something like that, I've not stepped into a church because something happened. He said, I was staying with my friend. He invited me to come. He said, When I heard you preach, God spoke to me. He said, I broke down. God spoke to me. He said, I've had a change of mind right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And there are many, many stories of that online, offline. Really amazing. So we're going to do that. And please remember next level prayer starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. And tomorrow, our team, our team of prize, I set new records. Someone says we are praying again. We are praying, sir. We are praying again. We are praying, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When will we stop praying when we get to heaven? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, so Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8. Let's go. This is what the Bible says. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Now, if you have been a Christian for a long time, there's a religious interpretation of this verse. When they say, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways, what religion always tells us is simple. If you want something very good for yourself, God wants something terrible for you. That's The religious interpretation for that. And this is, listen to me, one of the major reasons why people never want to hear the voice of God or want God to lead them is this, is the fear that God will give them something terrible. I remember, (laughs) so it's a fear that God will give them something terrible. I I remember one guy when we were younger, we were praying, and as we're praying, we're praying about who to marry. And he said, I don't want to pray Oh, I said, why? He said, I don't like girls on the big side. I don't want God to me to. I don't want God to guide me to get on the big side. And I said, why do you even think that way? And that's religion. Because religion tells you that God looks for the worst thing and gives to you. That's not a good father. Our God is good and kind. Many of you must learn something. You can never desire something better for yourself than what God desires for you. And I am an example. The reason why is that when I finished school, you know, i had gotten this job in this nice bank. i would planned my life out. And God called me to the ministry. And I said, God, why do you want to ruin my life? How can I be a pastor? All my dreams will never happen. And one thing God told me was simple. He said, just remember I love you. And when he said that, what he was really saying was this. Because I love you and I know the future, I know the best way for you. And I said, what does that mean? He said, going to the ministry is the best way for you. Listen to me. You know, God lives in the future. So, when you are thinking strategically, what paths can work? God has seen all the paths that can work. He has the outcome of all the paths. So, he comes into the present based on what he has seen in the future. And say, go this way. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So see what the Bible says here. So it says for the thoughts and for your thoughts are not my thoughts. For your ways are not my ways. Now religion says God's thoughts are, if you, if, if you want to buy a Mercedes Benz and you pray about it, God will say buy a Volkswagen. Have you, that's what religion, is that not what religion says? That's what religion says. That if you want to buy, if you're thinking of going to do holiday modifs, God will say, mm-mm, go to Togo. Because God has a way of reducing our standard. But see the next slide. See the next line. See the next line. The Bible says this. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, what? Higher or lower? Oh, come on. This is 2022. Hey, is it higher or lower? He hey, says, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. What does that mean? When you're thinking of God, when you're thinking of buying that C class, and you think, when I pray, God will say, "Buy the Toyota." God is saying that I don't want a C class for you; I want the G wagon. Why? God's ways are higher. God's thoughts are higher. Can you imagine sitting down with a professor of mathematics? How he's going to reason when it comes to math? God is very smart thinker. Listen to me. Let me even warn you. This year, don't dishonor God with small thinking. Oh my God. I said this year, don't dishonor God with small thinking. If you have set a financial goal, add another zero to it. Don't dishonor God with small thinking. Do things that gives God job to do. We were not the one that taught about prayer. He was God that says, I want to answer prayer. Pray. Prayer was not man's idea. He was God that invited us. He said, Call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Someone says, Well, it's a new year. Let's be careful. No, sir. We're stepping, we're stepping big. Hallelujah. With a huge hope, with huge desires. Which huge result? Somebody say amen. Amen. It says this. Now this is not what it says. It says in verse 10. For as the rain cometh down. And the snow from heaven. And returneth not thither, But waters the earth. And makes it bring forth and board. That it may give seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. So he gave this analogy in verse 10. What was he referring to? He says, when I spoke about the rain, when I spoke about the snow, verse 11 says, so shall my word. He said, what I'm really talking about is my word. What shall my word be? My word will go out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It shall accomplish that which I've sent it or I please. And it shall prosper in the things that have sent it. The first thing I want to really just help with this morning is this. There are people that say, every year, some pastors will say, this is your year of this, this is your year of that. Me, I can't keep myself. I don't believe all things again. And the reason why they said so is that certain prophetic words have happened or has been spoken, but it has not happened in their life. So... Is it possible for a prophetic word to be spoken and does not find fulfillment in your life? 1 Timothy chapter 1 in verse 18. Is it possible for a prophetic word to be spoken and does not find fulfillment in my life? And what and if do I have a part to play in fulfilling prophetic word? 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. It says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies Which went on before thee, that thou mayest war a good warfare. It means that prophetic words sometimes don't come to pass by themselves. There must be what? There must be a warfare. There must be some fight to make the prophetic word happen. What happens to people most of the time is that they hear the prophetic word. This is the year of ease. They say, Father, thank you. They shut and go. It's not about shutting and go put prophetic words are weapons of warfare. Are you hearing me? Prophetic words are weapons of warfare. What does that mean? When you get to match and your year is not going like what God says, you will bring in the prophetic word and say, this is what the Lord said. This year must comply to this. This is what the Lord said. This year must align to this. This is what the Lord said. This year must what? follow suit. One of the major problems is people will just expect that, yeah, God has said it. I fold my hands. No, it doesn't work that way. I don't know if you read the story of Daniel. Daniel was praying one day. He said, sir, he was praying to God. He said, you said we'll be in Babylon for 70 years. we have spent over 70 years in Babylon. Why have we not delivered? It took Daniel to go to God in prayer to enforce prophecy. So, and that's why we're praying. That's why next level prayer this general is very important. Why are we praying? Because the prophetic word will not happen that way. We're going to take it as a weapon of offense. There are businessmen here that will tell and say, you know what? In 2021, I got some deals, but the struggle was a lot. But this year is the year of ease. I'm taking the prophetic word and infusing it into my business. I'm taking the prophetic word and infusing it. There are singles that have been trying to get married. It almost worked out but broke apart. You will say, no, this is not going to happen. I'm taking the prophetic word and infusing it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So why doesn't prophetic word happen? Four reasons, number one, because it's not taken serious. How do I know if it's taken serious? Some people, apart from the first day, they say, happy new year. It's my year of ease and plenty. They never say it again. Uh-uh. Listen to me. If it's if prophetic word is going to work for you, you're going to focus on it. Some people by next week, they've even forgotten what the year is. They'll say, hey, What's the year again? I've forgotten what it said. You know, because it's not taken serious. The second reason why prophetic word doesn't work is this. So, so every prophecy that is not taken seriously will be wasted. Every prophecy that is not taken seriously will be wasted. The second reason why prophetic word don't find fulfillment is this. It wasn't believed. It wasn't believed. Jesus Christ told Martha and Mary, it says, if thou wouldest believe, you will see the glory of God. So some people finally had to believe prophetic word because of experiences, because of the past, because of what they're going through. There was a time that Elijah, the word of God came came to the king, and there was a man beside the king, and the man says, can these things happen, even if God opens the window of heaven, and the prophet of God says, you know the problem? You will see it, but you not partake of it. Because the nature of prophetic word, it's your believing that qualifies you to take it. He says, blessed is he that believeth for there shall be performance. Blessed is he that believeth for there shall be performance. Blessed is he that believeth for there shall be performance. Blessed is he that believeth for there shall be performance. The performance only comes to the believing. And I know it's difficult to believe, especially when you have experiences that are contrary to what you want to believe. The reason why prophetic word don't happen is this. There is no corresponding action of faith. So God says, is your ears of ease and plenty? Question, how are you going? Are you expanding your territory? Are you planning for it? Are you walking towards it? There's no corresponding action of faith. God says it's your year of ease and you want to get married. You know, are you walking towards it? Someone say, I can't come and kill myself. Anybody that wants to marry me should marry me like this. I'm not going anywhere. I'm tired. You know why you say you're tired? Because you don't believe it's your year of ease. When you believe it has been made easy, you will get up and go. When you believe it has been made easy, you will apply for some new jobs. When you believe it has been made easy, you apply for some new contracts. When they give you disapproval, you will go back there again. Because what? It's your year of ease. Your action shows whether you have faith or not. That's why the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So prophecy without works is dead. And the last thing is this why does prophetic word, why does it not happen because of demonic sabotage where there is a particular demonic interference that wants to ensure that does not happen. So why does God send his word? Number one, God's word is the primary tool for changing our levels. Hallelujah. God's word is the primary tool for what? Changing our levels. See what he says. He says this, he sent forth his word he says, "So shall my word be, that goeth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void. When God wants to change, and let me give you an example. When God wants to change the life of a man, the first thing God does is to send His word. You know why? Because the word of God is the primary tool for changing levels. Let me give an example. When you go to the hospital, they'll bring a thermo. They'll bring a, is it a thermostat Thermometer, yeah. They'll bring a thermometer. And use it to measure your, your temperature. They probably will bring a, a stethoscope to check your heartbeat. And those are gadgets to determine how you are well. But if they want to give you substance into your system, they'll take an injection, load it with liquid, and pump you like that. When God wants to change your level, what God does is that he sends his word to you. And his word becomes what he used to change your level. You know why? Because how God creates things is by the Word, how God promotes things is by the Word. So when He says to you that is your year of ease, He's telling you that this year will be easy for you, but not just so this year what you will enter into plenty. You know when we're concluding last year, I just say Father, thank you. When the Lord said it was year of new beginning, you know we believe and received it, but it was new beginning. As a ministry, for the first time, we had an international conference that was packed out. Well, we, when we had our conference in Dubai, there was no one empty chair. All the chairs packed up, people were standing. Just imagine you're going to an Islamic country, we don't. We didn't have a choir. The people that said, we want to come, we said, will you join the choir? They said, we'll join. Before you knew it, about 50, 80, 100 people signed up. People were singing, ushering. I was like, what is going on here? I said we, have to, they said, we have to pay for this and this. I said, okay, let's get that done. They said, Pastor, how can you get it done when we're here? It was the first, it was a new beginning. So from that first time we've had international conference, now we'll be having since the inception of the ministry, since the inception of the ministry, all our churches have been Lagos-based. But last year, the first year we stepped into another state. Ladies and gentlemen, and when we got to Abu- Abuja, the first service you saw it pack out in the thousands. Someone says, Are these coincidental? No. How did God change our level? He told us it's a new beginning. So we began to believe for a new beginning. We began to see new beginnings. In my life, several new beginnings happened. And I'm saying so that now this year has come now. It says it's the year of ease and plenty. But when God says, you have a new beginning, I can say, we do have to do the conference in, Abu, in Abuja. Have, no, no, no. I have to take corresponding action to make it happen. How? Because what God uses to change my life is to send this word. What is God doing? God says, I've promoted you right now. It's a year of, a year of ease and plenty. What do you do? You upgrade. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. I say, somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Why does God send this word? Number one to change because God's word is the primary instrument for changing levels. The second reason why God sends his word is simple, because God's word, God's word, gives us assurance. Ah. See, I don't know who has the car keys. Have you have you ever told your child I'm not leaving the house and your child doesn't believe you? Give me a car key. You know, have you ever said. Any, any khaki at all. You know, I've ever told your child, you know, I'm, and your child, no, no, daddy, I know you're going. I know you're going. And you know, maybe this is the child now. No, just come like that. And you say, I know you're going. And you, say, and you say, okay, junior, take my khaki. What did he just do? You just gave him assurance. Because he knows you can't go anywhere without the khaki. God says that when life becomes so doubting, when things want to shake you, let me give you khaki. So that you will know that I'm going nowhere. So that you will know I'm staying with you. So that you know I'm going nowhere. So that you know I'm staying with you. So the promises of God are God's assurance to us. So when they say that, hey, the world is dying of cancer. You will say no. It says it's the year of ease, not disease. You didn't get it? It's the year of ease, not what? Disease. (laughs) <laughs> he's the year why I have assurance it's the year of ease not disease so God gives you something to hold on to so that although he's not around or you don't feel him you can say because I have my daddy's car key I know that he has not gone out because I have the word and the promise of God I know that no matter what they say it will be a good year somebody say I receive it, I receive it. hallelujah this, thank you, God bless you. This is the same concept with engagement. Have you ever wondered why ladies are always very happy when they get engaged? You will see them, ah, ah, baby girl. You know, you see them, you, say, you, don't even, oh, you know what I mean? He was screaming. The reason why is that when they were girlfriend, they knew that it was 50-50. If at 50-50, it was too high. It was, the, the, the chances was about 5%. But once they get an engagement ring on their finger... It's assurance. <laughs> it's like, I've let the categories of girlfriend. <laughs> I'm now fiancé and fiance. <laughs> Why? Because someone gave you assurance. What does the assurance mean? I'm not wasting my time with you. I will make it happen that we marry each other. When God gives you those promise, his promise is like that engagement ring. He said, God says, I'm not playing with you. <laughs> he says, this year, I'm not playing with you. I put a ring on it. Hallelujah. The girls will say, if you are serious, put a ring on it. God says, I'm so serious about your 2022. I put a ring on it. Hallelujah. <laughs> to show I'm committed. To show I'm committed. To show. Somebody say Amen. God says, I'm not just toasting you. I'm committed. I've put a ring on it. So what does that mean? God says, about your finance, I'm not just toasting you. i put a ring on it. that This year you explode. Ha. Hey, hey, hey. This message must go back and watch again. Oh? Because by the time I start breaking down the word of the... Let me just break down one word for you. When it says the year of ease and plenty, I had to go to dictionary so that I can understand. Because you cannot believe what you don't understand. What does plenty mean? Let me just start with that. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Plenty means more than sufficient. That's what plenty means. It means abundant supply. God says that. In case you don't know what I want to do, in case you think I'm tossing with your finances, I'm not tossing your finances. Oh, I'm not dating your finances. I put a ring. Ring means commitment on it. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. I can't hear you in the other center. Say hallelujah. Yeah. Why does God send this word for changing of levels? Why does God send this word as an assurance? So, you know, it, it's an assurance. Listen to me. I'm not saying that every season will be perfect this year. But when you go through the season, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're engaged, you don't see maybe your fiancé travels for six months or one year. And they say, we say I have commitments. I have commitments. Hallelujah. Why does let, let's read one more? Let, let's read, let's read this quickly. Verse verse 10, Isaiah 55, verse 10. He says, Do you have the water? Yeah. He says, As the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not either, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and board, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Why does God send us this word? God sends us his word to prepare our hearts. Britain, sir. I thought you would have bought something nicer. You know, you have another one here? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You can, no, don't worry, Pastor Fodio can come and I can. See, I don't know if you know how to iron. But once you want to iron and you want to make it really good, actually the clothes is really rough, what do you do? You take the cloth and you start doing things like this. You spray it. Why? You want to weaken the fabric so that you can, what? Restructure or straighten it. God says that some of you, the state of your heart, because of the pain, because of the loss, you lost a lot of money. You had disappointment. My God, this guy broke up with you. You lost 50 million last year. Some things did not happen for you last year. The state of your heart is so weak. God says this is what I do with my word. I send my water as water. To water it. What does water is? Let me let's, let's 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 I want to straighten out the heart. Have you found people that it's difficult for them to just believe it to be a better year? And the reason why is some of you are saying it's their fault. It might not be their fault, just what they've been through. And God says that, this is why I said my word. Before your year is ruined by your past, I bring my word. So you didn't get pregnant in 2021. You didn't get married in 2021. And your mind says, because it didn't happen then, it don't happen now. And God says, before your your mind messes up with you, I said my word. To begin to what? To cleanse it. To straighten it. Because I want to iron it. So this is what God does for us. You know what? He sends his word to prepare us for what he has prepared for us. He sends his word to pe- So some of you feel, oh, I'm not getting excited. That's of you. You are meant to get excited. Because he's now preparing you. For what he has prepared for you. Thank you, Pastor. He's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. I don't know what you think will happen in your business, but God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. I know your pieces have never done 10 million in the month, but get ready because he's now preparing you for what he has prepared for you. I know that all through you've not seen a serious person date or marry you, but right now God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. I know the doctor said you will have to live on pills and God is putting that thought in your heart that you will not have to live on pills, that your mother will be healed, uh, that your dad will be strong, that your child will be healed and he's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Someone say hallelujah. Because if you're not careful, you can begin to have expectation based on the past of failure and that will ruin the future. Someone says, engage her, engage her because of how you've been messed up in the past and God is saying, what can I do with that kind of mindset? I have to sprinkle it with water to prepare my heart Water what is prepared for you someone say hallelujah what does it mean when it says the year of plenty? let's read and let's read Genesis chapter 26 and this is where we we'll close there's a the last scripture before we close. Yeah. Let's see from verse 19. The Bible says, and I did, Bible says, and Isaac digged again the walls of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham's father. And when the Philistines stopped them after the death of Abraham, and they called the names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's serpent dig in the valley and found a well of, spring wa- of springing water. And the headsmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's headsmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the place Essek because they strove with him. Have you found sometimes in your life it's as if there's a dispute over the results you get? It's almost as if you have a testimony and you lose the testimony. It's almost as if you have a breakthrough and you lose the breakthrough. It's almost as if you're almost there but you're breaking out of it. That was the story of Isaac. Isaac was in a phase in his life. He was almost as if he lost the testimony. I thought I got the contract but I don't have the contract again. I thought I got the job but I don't have the job again. I thought I received the healing but I don't have the healing again. I thought I was going to get married but the relationship was destroyed. Bible says Isaac found water. But the next thing, he had lost water. Have you ever had a contract that you thought you had and you lost it? (laughs) Have you ever made money that you thought you made, but it was a loss? Have you ever thought the deal was going to sell true? But it didn't come through. The Bible says this. See what the Bible says. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says this in verse 21. And they did yet another well. And that was not the end of it. They were striving for this also. And they called the blame of the place Sitman. Verse 22. And they removed from them and dug another well. And for this well, this is the word, sir. And for this well, they dug. The Bible said they strove not. There was no cut shots. There was no change of story. He didn't almost get there and did not happen. The contract did not, was not changed. He said, and this well, they strove not. And he said, and he called the name of the place, what Rehoboth. What does Rehoboth mean? He said, for now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful. Ladies and gentlemen. There's something about when you are the one planning for your expansion. There's another thing when the Lord is the one planning for your expansion. He said, the Lord has made room for us. Hallelujah. That is why it's the year of Isa Because it's not us thinking it. It's our Father going ahead of us and making room for us. He said, the Lord has made room for us. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. I said praise God. Just imagine you go into an office and bidding for a contract that is just $30 million. And the man looks at you and says, you always go for $30 million contract. Why can't you do one of $300 million? And you say, I don't have the collateral or the capital of the backup. And the man says, I will support you. That is when the Lord has what made room for you. When the Lord has what made room. It's not even you thinking strategically. It's God doing it for you. The ease is this, you have made room for us. Like, it's beyond us. You have made room for us. You know what you should do? This should affect your expectation. That though I'm working and planning hard, the Lord has made room for me. Let me give you a testimony of a brother. He'd never had a house before. And someone in church was building a house, was building houses to sell. And the person said, you know, you never had the house. Come and buy. He said, I don't have the money to buy. And the person came back and said, Okay, drop something. Let me give you. He said, I still don't have the money to buy. I said, so, Okay, let me help you. I sell those houses. Let's assume it sells at 120. I will give you to sell it for 80 million. If you sell three, I will give you if you sell three or two, I'll give you one for free. He said, Because I know you know people, ladies and gentlemen, that brother sold one or two or three. And got a free house. He got a free house without pain. Literally, that is what you mean when you say the Lord has made room for you. He just puts it in people's hearts and says, that daughter, don't let her go that way. Hallelujah. He's made room for you. And see what the Bible says. Put the next verse there, sir. Put, put the next line, the, the, the verse there. It says, it says the no, no, back to 22, just a minute. It says, the Lord for now, it says, Rehoboth, we were struggling before, but the Lord has made room for us. See the next line. It says, and we shall be fruitful. That's fruitful means plenty in the land. So how do I know you'll be plenty? Because when there's ease, it will lead to plenty. You know what ease means? Ease does not just mean money. It means the absence of sickness. Some say, how do you know that? Because what is disease? The opposite of ease is what? Disease. So ease means that this year, no sickness. Let me tell you a prophecy the Lord told me, a word the Lord told me. This year, there's going to be a lot of who are going to have cancer. <laughs> when God told me that, and this year, God told me, but well, this year, there'll be a lot more cancer healing and miracles. God told me, say I will humble cancer. He told me, he, he said, I will humble it. He said, the doctors will be confused. They will check and check and check, and they will not find it. And I'm warming up. Because once he tells me that's what he wants to do, he's 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 preparing, he's preparing my heart. <laughs> he's preparing my heart. So when I see comes I say, "Hey, Jehovah!" Say, hey, ha ha ha! Because he's preparing my heart. It doesn't matter the darkness; my God is light. God says. So someone says people are catching sickness, catching variants. it's the year of ease? Ease means no disease. Is the year of plenty? Plenty means abundant supply. Let's close, please. Hey, barabaya. What does ease mean? Number one, smooth. What does smooth mean? Uniform consistency. Hey, it's not, January was good, February was bad. Mm, January was good, February was good, March was better, April better, better. Hey, it, smooth, ease means smooth, uniform consistency. <laughs> smooth means no gallop. You know what no gallop means? Not that something will, so will just come and scatter your business. No, no, just affect your family. No. All the news you will hear this year will be smooth news. I said, All the news you hear this year will be smooth news. Good news, sir. It says, Smooth. Smooth. It's a year of ease. Smooth. Another word for, for ease is this uncomplicated. Your contract will not be complicated. Your payment will not be complicated. Your projects will not be complicated. Your children will not be complicated. Your marriage will not be complicated. Your health will not be complicated. You will not be going from one hospital and they say, We don't know what is wrong. And another hospital, no, 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 no. It will be smooth. Uh-huh. Every time you go to a hospital for checkup, you just come and say, Nothing we know you is always checkup. Your children always check up. In the name of Jesus, uh, your marriage will not be complicated. Not that someone will date you and drop you, and someone will pick you and drop you, and you have dated twenty-five people just in the name of get mine. No, sir, it will be smooth. That's what ease means. Ease means smooth. Ease means uncomplicated. Ease means almost effortless. Almost effortless. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Plenty means abundant supply, more than sufficient, enough, good deal, luxury. Let's read Psalm 84 and maybe we'll, we'll close. I thought we were going to read the final scripture. but I, I missed that. Just, let me just give you Psalm 84 verse 11. You know, if you miss the end of the year service message, go back and listen to it. And I hope I can do a video about different promises for different stage of life. Psalm 84 verse 11. Let's do it together. This, this is a good word for you. Want to go? For the Lord. God is a son and a shield. God will give grace and glory. No good thing. You're going for a contract, remember, no good thing will be withheld from you. You want to get married, no good thing will be withheld. I want to say, is a good man a good thing? Come on. Is a good man a good thing? He will not with. Is a good woman a good thing? Is a good job a good thing? Is an approval a good thing? Is payment a good thing? He says, No good thing will he withhold from you. As we close this here, let's go back to our scripture Isaiah chapter 55. Oh, glory to God. Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 11. So, what do you do? See, what do you do? It says, So shall my word that goeth forth out of their mouth. It shall not return to me void. Let me tell you what you have to do. He said, "What shall he do? He shall accomplish that which I sent it." Verse ten says, "As the rain cometh down, and the Lord return." So you've received the word for the year. What do you do? The first thing is this: don't let the word return. Let it water you. What does, how does the, how do you let the word of God water you? This is how you let it water you. You begin to meditate on it. You begin every morning. You just declare, "Father, I thank you. It's my year of ease." what are you doing? Bring my water again. What are you doing? You are making that. The reason why is that your heart does not know ease. That's not what the state was before. So you come back and this is your heart. This is your heart. eh? Your heart is already folded in the way of, ah, this country is tough. Everything is tough. Marriage is tough. you now not to say, no, 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 no. We don't talk that way again. You know, thank you, Father. You'll be watching it every morning. Yes, Lord. You'll be watching it every morning. You'll be watching it every morning. Why? We need to make the heart ready for the ease. So, the first thing is, and, and let me tell you something. As simple as this thing is, it's very difficult for a lot of people just to wake up in the morning. Even me, myself, it's because every morning there are things I must say. You know, and I would just thought, oh my God, I, I didn't say that this morning. Just wake up in the morning, turn your heart a certain way, turn it. If you don't turn your heart a very certain way, it will be turned the way the economy is. Yeah, because no heart is neutral. It's been sharpened. Every heart is sharpened by something. It's sharpened by news. So you just water it. Thank you, Jesus. is the year of ears." Thank you, Jesus. The year of years. Things are easy for me. It's the year of plenty. Things are easy for me. It's your year of plenty. See, see the next step. It says, So what do you do? Verse 11, um, verse 10. It says this. It says, you water the earth. Remember, the earth is a sword. And it makes it to bring forth and bond. So how do you water? You begin to meditate. How do you meditate? You meditate by confessing. You meditate in prayer. Let me explain this quickly here. Everybody, look up here. People say, "Why do we pray, 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 pray?" I'm not tired of praying. This is what we do. In the place of prayer, you just know. Sometimes the prayer eh, is meditation. As you are praying, you begin to draw what is far from you close to you. And because you are praying about that thing a lot, it will enter your heart. That's why sometimes it's not what's going on the outside, it's what is happening to you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. The next thing that happens, so how do we let the water? By meditation and prayer. Next I want to show you this. This is very important. He says, and make it, bring forth and board. Take, take note of that. What does bring forth and board means? All of a sudden, you are going to start having ideas you're going to start having desires first of all. All of a sudden, you're going to say, okay, this year can actually be this way for me. It's going to bring forth. All of a sudden, from the inside, dreams will emerge. And the last thing I want to say is that it will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. What does seed and bread mean? Seed means that you will now begin to have connecting ideas that will bring to pass what you want. Bread means that you will now have actionable steps that you will take to get to your destiny. Until you have those connecting ideas and the actionable step, you will keep what? Meditating and pray. Let me tell you something there. What you need to do for your goals to happen is inside. You just have to bring it out. What you need to do for your children to succeed is inside. You just have to bring it out. As you meditate and pray, it will pop out of your spirit. Let's pray. That's why this week, next level, please don't miss it. You know why? As we are praying, we are releasing something. Glory to God. Lift up your hands to God in thanksgiving, thanking him for the word. As we are praying, begin to declare to my ear of ease, let it sink and soak into your spirit. 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 I want it to sink and soak into your spirit. Everybody, everybody needs to be trained towards heaven. Please, I want to teach you how to meditate. The Bible says this, I want you to meditate. It says, Rehoboth, you've made room for us. So this is what I want you to do. When they say made room for us, you know because I'm talking to lot of you generally, it's difficult for me to be specific. But let's say I'm a single, get down to get married. When I say the Lord has made room for me, that's my big prayer point. Room for me is marital. I say, Father, you've made room for me. I don't see room in my mind. What I see is me walking down the aisle. I see this imaginary man. Be, I see my father holding me. I see someone that on the stage. And that person is not someone I'm necessarily connected to physically so that I don't limit God's options. You know, and I begin, I say, Father, thank you. Because you have made room. This is the room. As a businessman, I begin to say, Father, you've made room for me. And what I see is that at the end of 2022, I see my balance sheet for 2021. How our total turnover was 550 million. And I look at 2022 and we have done now 3.5 billion. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's what... So it's a conscious meditation. And that meditation is not just there. It's that you have made room for us. You have made room for us. You have made what? Room for us. You have made what? Room for us. Are you ready? So lift up your hands in thanksgiving. And see it happen with ease. See people saying, wow, it's so easy for you. Wow, this things are so easy. See you coming back home telling your wife that this thing is so easy right now. Funding is so easy right now. Getting pregnant is so easy right now. Go ahead and thank you.